Good morning and welcome to Dry Jan Like a Sober Rebel with me, Louisa Evans. I'm a cognitive behavioural hypnotherapist and this series is designed to accompany you on your first month of sobriety, whether that's in January or any time of the year. I'm pulling together my professional knowledge and also some bits and pieces that I've researched specifically for this series because people have requested it. And today I want to talk more about something that I deal a lot with in clinic. And it's not just to do with alcohol, but you tend to find that people use alcohol when they suffer from this. And that's social anxiety. So what is social anxiety? It is what it sounds like. It's being anxious about social situations. And you don't have to be diagnosed with social anxiety disorder to seek support or help, or even just to understand that's what's going on for you. Because a lot of people will use alcohol as a social lubrication, as false confidence, or to soothe any anxious feelings before they go to an event or when they walk in. A lot of people will say one of the reasons they have a drink before they go out or insist on a drink when they're out is because they don't feel comfortable interacting or they feel that people are judging them or staring at them or talking about them. And that social anxiety, the feeling of other people talking about you, is something that can be treated and you can actually build your confidence in this area. There are a few different symptoms or signs of social anxiety and that can be things like blushing, feeling your heart racing, you could be sweating, you could have an upset stomach, trouble catching your breath, you could even feel dizzy or lightheaded, or that your mind's gone blank. And they're all signs that you've gone into that fight or flight side of the autonomic nervous system. So anything where you're rehearsing that rest and digest, relaxed side of the autonomic nervous system, the parasympathetic side is brilliant because it means that you're calming your system. Your body will remember that in the moment. So a couple of three, six, nine breaths before you walk into an event can actually mean that you feel calmer and your body will calm down. But it could just be that you don't like making eye contact with people or you don't know what to say to them. You could have a fear of being judged or doing something or saying something silly. And then when you leave that social interaction, you could overanalyze it. What did you say? How did you come across? Did you say too much? Did you say too little? And what happens in that instance is that people either use something to give them false confidence, like alcohol, or they avoid the social situation full stop. It isn't shyness. It's actually an intense fear of being scrutinized or being judged. And when I talk to clients, there will usually be, with most people, an element of worrying about what other people think because we've been brought up to be concerned about others. Generations ago, I remember my gran used to be very, very concerned with keeping her net curtains clean. And the saying is, isn't it? You don't hang your dirty washing out. You don't air your problems in public. The idea for that generation of me putting videos of myself crying out of control and feeling as low as I did with alcohol, the idea of that would horrify them. And as generations go on, we're becoming more comfortable with sharing the uncomfortable. So if you do have social anxiety, let's look at the chronological phases of it. 
So we'll start off with before the event. There's a preparation and anticipation. You'll worry about social problems. So what if something happens? You'll worry about coping and how you'll perform in that situation. How will I cope if that happens? Then you might just avoid it completely or over prepare. And this can happen in work as well with social anxiety, not just in a social situation. But obviously in work, you can't then mask that with alcohol. And then you get those anticipatory feelings of anxiety. During the exposure to the anxious situation, you'll get acute situational anxiety. You'll get specific thoughts and you'll be appraising those social threats. You'll be mind reading and you'll have poor coping skills. You might have symptoms of anxiety like sweating or blushing or shaking. You might inhibit some of your behaviour by clamming up, not speaking up or freezing and having excessive self-consciousness. So over-focus on your own self-image, your feelings and your performance. And what you're doing is you're activating the schemas concerning social threat and vulnerability. And for some people, it becomes a critical moment during. They might have panic attacks, try to avoid it, run away, make subtle avoidance of avoiding eye contact or just sitting in the corner or standing by a wall or use safety seeking behavior of over rehearsing what they're going to say. And then after the event, someone with social anxiety will ruminate on what went wrong. They'll do a post-mortem on it. They'll have feelings of anxiety, shame, possibly depression, sometimes anger. They'll have attempts to control their negative feelings could be with alcohol at that point or with distraction and they'll negatively bias what they remember about that event so there'll be a really negatively biased recall of the events they'll be discounting the positive self-blaming and mind reading so that's in a nutshell what happens to somebody with social anxiety in a situation they have to go through that could be at work or in a social situation outside of work But the core fears of somebody who has any level of social anxiety is always a fear of negative judgments and consequent rejection by other people. So you have to identify that core fear. And some typical fears in social anxiety are that people will see I'm nervous. People will notice me blushing or that I'm I'm stuck and I can't speak or maybe that I'm boring and I'm not making any sense or that I'm awkward and uncomfortable and they'll think and this is mind reading I'm weak or I'm stupid or I'm incompetent or I'm boring or I'm not worth listening to or I'm not good enough. When it comes to somebody who drinks alcohol and relies on alcohol to socialise there can be an underlying level of social anxiety in this way. And this can be overcome and challenging and changing those core fears can be overcome in so many different ways with Socratic questioning, which is cognitive therapy, diffusion and acceptance. You can do behavioural experiments and you can do assertive exercises and self-confidence building. So there's lots of different things that can be done to support you if you feel this is something you are really struggling with. But what I wanted to do and what I've been asked to put together is actually to take you through an exercise that will help you refocus your attention. A bit of a relaxation hypnosis session. So if you're up for it, make sure you're listening with headphones 
and you're somewhere that you can just sit and focus because I'm going to take you through something to help you overcome any residual social anxiety that you may feel. You may have none. And in which case, if you do this exercise, you'll notice that you have none. But if there is any there, I'll help you refocus and reframe your attention to be more external as opposed to internal. So with your permission now, and if you haven't got any sort of social anxiety, don't worry about this, you can just leave the episode here. But if you're curious as to whether you have, this exercise will be useful for anybody who tends to feel a little bit nervous when they meet new people or walk into social situations. It's not going to do you any harm if you wanted to do this exercise. Obviously, if you're driving, please don't listen to the rest of this podcast episode because I will be asking you to close your eyes. And to cover my back, I need to say, do not listen whilst driving. This is something for you to listen to whilst you can engage and imagine fully what I'm suggesting to you to help you. So if you'd like to have a go, let's do it. So this exercise is designed to help you overcome self-consciousness. So I want you to close your eyes if it's safe to do so. I want you to imagine now that it's early in the morning and you're stood outside a familiar venue to you. It could be a meeting room, a lecture hall, a restaurant. No one else is around and you're arriving at that place. Just take a moment to really imagine you're there. Now I want you to imagine your hand on the door to that room. And because it's early in the morning, you open the door and there's no one in there. It's empty. You can begin to explore the room with all your attention. Looking around, you notice the items in the room. You notice the lighting. The windows, you're taking it all in. You notice the floor. You even think to yourself, did the cleaners clean really well? You notice all sorts of details in the room. And when you feel you're doing that, and you're really exploring that room with all your attention, we'll move on. So now let's do that again. In a moment, I want you to imagine entering this room once again, but this time there are people in the room but they're all facing away from you. All of them are entirely absorbed in watching and listening to something or someone. I want you to see your hand on the door as you're about to enter. And now enter the room, standing there just noticing the backs of everyone's heads. They don't know you're there. This is where I want you to notice if you notice any difference between the experience of the empty room and the experience with people being in the room but faced away from you. Just notice if there's any change. And normally in a session I'd be asking for feedback now, but what we're looking to ascertain here and to understand is that when you were in the room on your own, 
then your attention was 100% external on the room and what was in the room. And what we're looking to find out if that's shifted now that people are in there but they're looking away. What percentage of your attention has now shifted onto yourself, on your sensations, or how you think you might appear to other people? So in your mind, just think of a percentage of how much of your attention is now on yourself rather than external on the room. So I want you to notice if you have any self-conscious feeling. You might not at this point, but if you do, be curious about it. What does it feel like? Do you notice anything in the body? Now I want you to begin to shift your attention outside again, if any has gone internal. To push it outside, I want you to notice the backs of everyone's heads in your imagination. I want you to really focus on their hair, their collars. Can you see their ears? What style of clothes are they wearing? Notice every detail. Can you see the backs of their shoes? Are their heels worn? Keep working to get your attention shifted onto the people in the room and notice all of the details, a bit like a movie camera. What you're doing is making a detailed movie of the people and that room. Don't feel like you're in their movie, make them in your movie. And just take a moment to do that. Okay, so now what percentage would you say your attention is on yourself, your sensations, inside how you think you might appear to others, versus how much attention is outside on what's actually happening in the room? And what you're looking to do is to make sure the attention remains outside. Social anxiety and self-consciousness will want to bring that attention inside. Oh, my stomach's gurgling. Oh, I'm blushing. Oh, my top might not be tucked in properly. What you're doing is you're focusing internally. And if you push that focus back outside into the room, noticing different details, patterns on the carpet, a smudge on someone's glasses. And that will calm your system. External attention training is when your internal attention is zero and your external attention is 100%. And you can notice that number coming up and push it down and coming up and push it down. And that's a skill that you can learn. So now let's test that technique further. I want you to imagine now that two or three people turn around to look at you. And notice what happens as you feel those people looking at you. Do you feel anything change? Do you feel yourself become self-conscious? If the answer's no, then I want you to imagine more people turning around until you do feel a level of self-consciousness. If you're still feeling nothing, that's wonderful, but I want you to up the ante. I want you to start to imagine that people are taking photographs of you or that a camera crew arrive and they ask you for an interview or everyone sings happy birthday or you have to speak on stage. I want you to actually bring in that feeling of self-consciousness so that we can push it away. 
So do whatever will make that. For some people, that's as little as a couple of people looking at them. For other people, they'll need to up the ante. But get that feeling of self-consciousness. Notice where your attention is, inside or outside. Are there any sensations involved in becoming self-conscious for you? What are they? Where are they in the body? Any particular tensions? How free to act and be yourself do you feel in that situation? You can imagine doing a tension release breath. When you were in the room on your own, your attention was 100% external. And in this situation now, has that shifted? What percentage of your attention is now on yourself, on your sensations, on how you think you might appear to other people? Give yourself a rating of the percentage of your attention that's now on you rather than on the room. So now we're going to do some external attention training again. See if you can begin to push your attention outside. Notice people's hair. Is it completely neat or is it messy? Notice each person's eyebrows as they look at you. Look hard to notice their eyebrows. Notice if they have a slight frown or if their forehead is smooth. Are their eyebrows full or thin or greying? Notice their ears, their lips, Are they thin or thick or tense? Do they wear lipstick? Keep working to get your attention shifted onto the people in the room. Out of you and into the room and onto the people. Like a movie camera, make a detailed movie of the people and that room. Don't feel like you're in their movie. Make them in your movie. I want you to do that until your attention is 100% external once again, regardless of what's going on. Now you can try that exercise in your imagination to train yourself to turn that attention externally. But in a social event or a social situation, if you feel yourself becoming self-conscious or any sort of anxiety rising, that's a really good technique to calm your system and to train your attention externally so that you feel more at ease. That's how you turn around self-consciousness. It's something that you can do yourself and that you can control. It's just a shift in attention. And you can actually very easily shift your attention back out onto the world around you in the moment. And it's your choice now, now that you're aware of this technique. I want you to imagine putting that into practice now in your daily life. Imagine making those improvements, those shifts, so that actually you're looking out at the world when you feel others looking at you. You can make that shift and look back at them. So just breathe a bit more energy now back into your body after this exercise. And just think about the room around you And now you're finished. You're taking all this new information with you, with ease and confidence in your interactions. And I hope you enjoyed that exercise and that's given you food for thought. If you do have any self-consciousness, 
particularly in sobriety. I hope that's helped you realize that the attention just needs to be external and you can push that attention back out yourself. That's a bit of a different episode for this series, but I hope you enjoyed it. It was one that was requested and actually it was good fun to do and I enjoyed doing it. So I hope you enjoyed joining me. If you'd like to try other hypnosis recordings, although that was only an exercise using your imagination, hypnosis is something else you can try if you suffer from any level of social anxiety or lack of confidence. You can try hypnosis recordings on the website using code SOBERREBEL to buy one, get one free. I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.